Oh, I, I got you pre-shower after the workout. Is that what happened? No, this is this is me. I'm ready for the day, Chris. It's very cold outside. I don't know if you've looked outside your window. It's fog. Yes. Beautiful yeah. fall. Are we in fall yet? We are not. I believe that's uh, September 21st. So I'll see you next week, I bet. We're in fall. Let me just say right now, if Target has Christmas decorations up, we're in fall. It's a little too early for me for that. Way too early. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. All right, dude. Welcome to the Friday edition of Baseball Today. I was just telling everybody before you arrive safely, teams are running out of time. They got to make that push. And one team that might be doing that, the Philadelphia Phillies, which came back from a seven-run deficit, they ended up winning 17-8. to eight. Bryce Harper, another home run, another three knocks. Are we so sure that he hasn't wrestled the NL MVP away from Fernando Tatis Jr.? Dude, I've been, like, going back and forth on this thing. I, have, I, have, I, have, I don't have an answer for this question. Sometimes that's the answer, Chris, is I don't have an answer to this question. I'm not sure. So, so wait a second. Are you saying that it's, it comes down to the last two weeks? I don't know what it comes down to. There's other guys that need to be mentioned, too. We can talk about Max Muncy. We can talk mm -hmm. about Young Thick, Austin Riley. Uh, but those two, Harper and Tatis, have kind of separated themselves from the pack a little bit here. Tatis does some things that Harper doesn't do. Harper does some things that Tatis doesn't do. It's actually a very interesting case in how people are going to vote for it. I think that Harper has a lot less help around him. Mm-hmm. In, in Philadelphia, while Tatis, you know, has some bangers around him. That's going to help your offensive numbers. Uh, it's, it's tough for me. Like, I want to give you an answer because I know you're always yelling at me. You don't. You have to give an answer. Well, I don't have an answer. That's my answer. What do you think? You tell me. I think right now it's Tatis, but it's by this much. And I do think that my vote could change over the last two plus weeks. Not that I have a vote. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, somebody in the chat wrote, B signs. I, I apologize if I'm mispronouncing your last name you said Tatis missed all these games and putting up crazy numbers what are you talking about I vote not based on what you could have done but what you do and he has put up some amazing numbers but Bryce Harper's leading the world in OPS he is the biggest reason far and away that the Phillies are where they are the Padres have sucked the last six weeks they just have they are hanging on for dear life they might end up making it to the playoffs and the Phillies might end up getting bounced you give haven't, me haven't the Phillies sucked too lately? I mean, I know that Bryce has kept them afloat at to some level, but they haven't been like a good baseball team either. No, but if you were to point to a reason why they're still in this thing, it's him. And it's really only him. Okay. No? No, I'm just it's it's just it's difficult. I mean you say Bryce leads the world in OPS. He's at 1.055. Fernando Tatis is at 1.008. So it's like they're so close. That's negligible to me. And it's just – I, it's too close to call. How about that? Well, uh, I, would, I would vote. I'm going to answer my question. I would vote Tatis 1. I would vote Harper 1.5 or 1A or 1B or whatever the hell we're going to put it because I think it could flip-flop. And I really think that as much as we talk about – well, if you make the playoffs, it doesn't matter. I think it really matters in this race this year between those two. I think if one guy, if one team makes it and the other team doesn't, I think that's going to sway a lot of voters. I don't think either team's going to make it. So. But, that, but that's fine, too. And if that's the case, do, do voters then turn to a Max Muncy 
By the way, I don't think Austin Riley can win the MVP when he's got the, the reigning MVP across the diamond from him that's killing it, too. No, I mean, that's I threw Young Thick in there just because I wanted to show him some love. He's obviously not going to great. He's not going to get any first place MVP votes, I don't think. But he's going to be he's going to be a top ten guy, probably. Oh, yes, definitely a top ten. But we're talking about, and yes, you know, Max Muncy should get consideration. He's been there virtually the entire season on a team where they have been missing guys left and right. Um, all right, let's move on. The Giants okay. they lead the division by one game. They play host to the East leading Braves. The Dodgers are on the road at struggling Cincinnati. What do the NL West standings look like come Monday? I think they're the same. I think both these teams are going to take two of three from the – oh, my gosh, my screen is closing right now, Chris. Oh, stop. We can see you. You talk first. Let me figure this out. Okay. All right. We can see you, by the way. So if you want to – oh, now you're all frozen. There you go. Oh, my gosh. You're turning out lights. What's going on? Did you not pay a power bill there, Ploof? Anyway, I'll talk about it for a little while. Uh, I actually agree with him. I think. Are, are you back? I'm back. You good? Oh, okay. Good. You you want to finish your thought there before we lose you for the day? No. Yeah, I just think that both teams are going to take two out of three. I mean, there are actually some really fun pitching matchups in these series. If you look at the Dodgers and the Reds, it's Bueller versus Castillo, Scherzer versus Gray, Kershaw versus Miley. Like that's that's really good. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's them throwing the aces out there, you know? Yeah. And this, with, the, with the Giants, they're going to get Morton, uh, Ion, Anderson, and our boy Max Fried. It's going to be difficult, but I think both those teams take two or three, and they're probably going to end up the same standings on Monday. But, dude, we've been talking about this for so long, the Dodgers being the freaking shark in the water just coming up. If they sneak in and steal this NL West during the last week or so, the Giants, I mean, that's got to that's gotta hurt hurt them to now have to go play a one-game freaking playoff after well, it's gonna hurt so many times, so many days throughout the season. Yeah, it's going to hurt either team when they both are going to win over 100 games and one of them is going to end up playing in that wild card. That's going to be brutal. Uh, I agree with you. I think two out of three is probably the number. The Braves did win two out of three at home against the Giants earlier um, this season. The one game they lost, they got shut out by Webb, who's going tonight. Uh, seven shutout innings that game. So, really, tonight is a big, big deal for them. And I know they had a crappy day yesterday. They waited out a couple hours to try and play. The field was in miserable shape. They couldn't play. They had to fly all the way across country to get to San Francisco. Probably got in late. Didn't get to eat a good dinner. That's always crappy because San Francisco is a great restaurant town. So, We'll see yeah. how they're feeling tonight. You know, you mentioned the Braves taking two out of three from the Giants. The Reds took two out of three from the Dodgers. Yeah, but wasn't that in April, like two weeks into Damn. the season? It's going to be interesting. I think, but I think this, the standings will probably be the same come Monday. But the Dodgers, one game back. It's so like the reason I think it's more of a disappointment if the Giants end up in the wild card game is because they've been leading this entire. Yep. Yeah. You know, the Dodgers have been battling, battling, almost like saying, like, yeah, we're going to try to get that NOS thing. But they've been in that wild card spot almost the entire season. And For them to feel the last week, Chris, will just be devastating to Giants fans. Yeah. And, and one other point before we move on, it's going to be very interesting to see how the respective teams play the last two weeks meaning the Dodgers and Giants, right? You want to be revved up and ready for the playoffs, but you want to win that NL West. You do not want to have your season come down to one game. So it, it's going to be really interesting to see how you line up your pitching, 
The Dodgers are obviously in a much better situation because their rotation is much deeper than the Giants. But, man, it's going to be fascinating to see how those teams play it out and play it on the field moving forward. Okay, let's focus on the wild cards. AL, you got Toronto and Boston essentially tied for those one and two. And then New York's a half game back. Nationally, cards are a half game up on the Padres and a game up on the Reds for the second wild card berth. Any of the chases break through this weekend in either the AL or NL wild card standings? I don't think so. Um, Toronto's playing the Twins. Boston's playing the Orioles. So that's good for them. The Yankees, meanwhile, who are they playing? Cleveland. And Cleveland's throwing out some good pitching. I think Savale's going, Plesak's going. So it's a little tougher series there. They could win. I don't think they're going to break through um, this weekend. And then if you go to the NL, uh, the Cards are playing the Padres. Padres. But the Padres, and I like these guys. The starting pitchers that the Padres are going to be throwing out there this week, this weekend. Vinny Velasquez, who was signed by the Phillies. You Darvish, who's been really bad as of late. And then my, my good buddy, Jake Arrieta, who, you know, probably doesn't have it all in the tank anymore. Uh, I think the cards might – I think the cards might run it up in the end of wild card. I know. I know. This is a huge, huge weekend, especially for the Padres. Uh, you know, I, I still think that one of those teams is going to stick around. Uh, and, and the Cardinals do have some games against the Brewers still coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, those will be tough ones. But, yeah, this weekend is enormous – for the San Diego Padres, based on those two guys you just mentioned. They were DFA'd by their teams, basically. You know, they were told by the Phillies and Cubs, respectively, we don't, we don't want you here anymore. And that's tough. You know, Padres are like, we'll start them. It is tough, but I hope those guys go shove. Shut me up. That's what I really hope. I hope Vinny goes and shoves and Jake goes and shoves and you Darvish finds it again. Uh, but if you're just going by the numbers and kind of, you know, what I'm really thinking, it's going to be tough for them. You know who the Padres could use right now? Cal Quantrill. One of the six players in that uh, Mike Clevenger deal a year ago. And Quantrill has pitched great for the Indians in their rotation the second half of the season. Probably one of those guys that you haven't paid attention to. Speaking of, we have talked about Salvador Perez. And yesterday he tied Johnny Bench for the most homers, primarily by a catcher in a single season with his 45th. It is an unreal year. We talked about him in the MVP voting earlier this week. But I want you to name another guy that has been playing on a losing team as of late that we haven't been paying attention to that we should give some love to right here on Baseball Today. Okay. I told you when the Cubs sold everybody off that it's kind of cool because there's going to create, it's going to create some opportunities for guys who – normally wouldn't get an opportunity to play at the big league level. You're wearing the Cubs hat. I love that. I'm going with our guy, Frank Schwindel. You know what's amazing? That's who I was going to go with, too. <laughs> He's the obvious answer here, Chris. I mean, the teams that have had him, he got drafted by the Royals, the Tigers had him, the A's had him. Now the Cubs have him. He's 29 years old. He's played in how many games? 41 games. He's got 12 bombs. Like, the, go check his offensive yep. numbers out right now. Like, he is going off. And you know what that means? He's going to get more run next year. Like, he's earned a spot in the big leagues on the Cubs. And, like, that is – that's the beauty of when a team goes in sell mode is you get mm-hmm. some guys to come and they take the opportunity and they run with it. Same thing with Patrick Wisdom this year. He's, he's figured it out. Those yep. two guys together, like, they are going to get – another year in the big leagues at least 
because of what they're doing at the end of this year. And I love that. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to replace the memory of, you know, Rizzo, but he's done a great job over there. And yeah, he's a guy who I didn't even remember. He was the opening day first baseman for the Royals in 2019, uh, released by the A's earlier this summer, picked up since he started in the Cubs lineup in early August, uh, you know, weighted runs created plus. There's only two guys that are higher than him, Harper and Soto. That's pretty good company to be a part of. For me, I'm going to mention one other name since I, I knew you were coming with that possibility, which is why I wore the Cubs hat today. Dalton Varsho, uh, behind the dish for the Arizona um, Diamondbacks, has done a really, really good job, especially over the last month, uh, you know, OPS of about 850. You know, he's a guy, basically what they're looking for are guys they can build around in their organization. And he's a young guy. When you hear other people talk about him, he can hit just about anything, does a steady job back there. So if they can feel like they we've checked one box in our rebuilding effort, they can feel good about that. Good for him. I'm sure Jake Snakes are, are proud of him. Jake right. loves him some Dalton. I was going to say Cattell Marte, too. That was my second answer. Yeah, All- except, except Marte was finished top five MVP a couple of years ago. Okay. So, I, But you can mention him. There's nothing wrong with doing that. He, he's going right. to hell of a trade piece this offseason because he's got one more year than a couple team options on a contract. Yep. They, they should go ahead and do that. I agree. And plus, he's, he's flexible defensively. Like you can, if, if teams are looking for certain positions, he can play a, a bunch of them. So he can fill some needs. Uh, last thing. Not sure if you saw Yankees super fan Nick Taturo. He went off when the Yankees lost the lead in Baltimore on Thursday. Fucking wild fucking pitch. Two strikes. What else could happen? You can't make it up. You can't make it fucking up. It doesn't matter. If there's a way to fucking lose, they'll lose. I knew it. Good thing I wasn't watching the fucking thing. Good thing. I knew it. I said, it must have been a fucking wild pitch something. How does that fucking happen? Against the Orioles of all people. Do we like when guys do that? Do we want more celebrities taking to social media and acting that way? Or are you, like, tired? I, I, I enjoy watching his videos. You, you want to know why I enjoy watching his videos? Because they're real. Yeah, it's authentic. I went, I went and watched a game with him. Like, he sits down and he watches the freaking games. And he's got all his jerseys lined up behind him, all the Yankee memorabilia in his room. Like, he's actually, you know – those are his real emotions, dude. Whether you like it or not, that is real. And for that reason, I love it. If you're going to come with some fake bullshit, no, I don't want to see that. I want to see some celebrity who doesn't actually watch the games right. talk about baseball. I don't want any part of that. Torturo, like I said, love him or hate him, that is real, raw emotion. And that's why I like it. Yep, I'm a big fan. Uh, I know Eric Stone Street, huge Royals fan, actually bought in. On the team, you know, those guys, I love it that they are passionate about it, passionate about their teams. I'm good with it. The only thing I hated, Nick, and I know Nick a little bit, um, don't do that while you're driving, particularly here in L.A. Stop. There's enough shitty drivers out here and enough congestion on the road to where I don't need to. And I don't live that far from Nick. No. He could have been like, Jesus Christ, 
wild pitch and, and he's driving all over the road and you know all of a sudden the next thing i know is that he's taking out my car then i'm gonna have a problem with your fandom that was actually a good Im uh, impression of him yeah well all you do have to do is drop an f-bomb about every three words and you pretty much got it but yeah he is he is gonna be grinding it out these last two weeks all right what do you have coming up on john boy Going straight from this to join our boys, Jimmy and Jake, for talking baseball. Talking about the games that happened, maybe talking about some of the games that are happening this weekend. But uh, got to love the Friday episodes, man. I'm excited. Good, good. I, I am taping a new episode of the Rose Rotation with Pirates starter Stephen Brault. Yes. And our guest today, Trey Mancini. Very cool. They were minor league teammates in Baltimore. I believe they were drafted the same season. Uh, looking forward to it. A lot of good ground to cover with those two. And That's Trey, of course, was the Orioles nominee for the Roberto Clemente Man of the Year Award, which I'm sure is really, really cool. So I'm looking forward to talking to him about that. Plus, we've got a lot of interesting stuff with him. Yeah, and We're going to replay the 1979 World Series between the Orioles and the Pirates. Love that. Nobody knows what that is, Chris. <laughs> well, just, I mean – You've never heard of the 1979 World Series? No, I haven't. Really? Like, we are family, pirates? Oh, you know what? I was in my local card shop yesterday, and the guy had a Pirates jersey on. It was a Clemente jersey, and we started talking. And he's he was talking to me about that yesterday. We are okay. I was like, I nodded, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, honestly, I still don't know what he's talking about, so I'm going to go Google it. I'm going to learn something today. Well, actually, go watch the highlights of the 1979 World Series. It's, real, it's one of the first ones I remember. One of the reasons I remember it was because the different uniform combinations that the Pirates wore, I feel like in, they wore different combinations in all seven games. They went, like, all white. They had the stovetop hats. They went black one time. They went gold, all gold. They were awesome. They had a great – I mean, it was Willie Stargell, Willie Stargell, Pops, of course, uh, Phil Garner, Tim Foley. Bill Madlock, uh, John Milner, Omar Moreno, Mike Easler, Dave Parker, Ed Ott, Manny Sanguian, Burt Blylevin. What? That's no? great. What a memory you have. Oh, dude, that was one of the first. They were fun. They were a fun team. to And the Orioles were great, too, man. Orioles were great. Eddie Murray, Rich Dower. I think Doug DeCinces was on that team. Uh, Al Bumbry, Kenny Singleton. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Okay. Do it. Check it out. I really am curious now. And now it's, that's the universe is telling me to go Google this. Now you and then the guy at the card shop. So. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, Jim Palmer was the ace of the Orioles staff back then. Oh, Jim Palmer. You know who loves Jim Palmer? Jim Palmer. Jim Palmer. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, if you were, if you were daring enough to go wear those underwear ads back in the day, go for it. Go, go for it, bro. All right, listen, everybody have a good, safe weekend. We want to see you back here on Monday. Thank you very much for tuning in to Baseball Today. Tell the guys I say hi. I'm talking baseball. Don't forget to tune into the Rose Rotation as well. And we'll see you next week. Monday. Peace, bro. See ya.